Hello, this is Shoshana Pupka with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha, recording 38. We spoke last week about the skill. Yes, it's a skill of being able to sit in discomfort, to tolerate hard feelings, feelings like vulnerability and disappointment, frustration and regret, sadness and embarrassment, and many others that fit into this category of emotions that we would much prefer to suppress, deny, or distract ourselves from. And I think that honing this skill is getting harder and harder for each successive generation. Just think about the endless number and variety of distractions available to us. And without intention, while doing good things, because remember, not all distractions are unhealthy. We could live our entire life distracted from engaging in the introspection that comes from sitting with ourselves as we experience hard emotions. And it's this type of introspection which is a major contributor to long-term happiness. Another contributing factor of why sitting in discomfort is such a hard skill to cultivate today is due to our outsourcing of so many things which we really should be learning to do ourselves. And please don't misunderstand. Cutting corners is at times good and effective and even necessary. And I think often about Rav Salvechik's observation that humanity continues to become more dignified as it becomes more and more efficient. But the corner cutting that we need to be mindful of is in areas where the learning happens when we engage in the process. Things like writing our own speeches and essays or even driving our own car. Two things that can easily be done for us today. When we skip out on the process, we skip out on working at something, making mistakes and learning from them, getting better, and then eventually becoming successful or equally important, recognizing that perhaps this endeavor just isn't for me. When we outsource what we need to learn, our muscles of perseverance, of resilience, and of endurance grow weaker. And there's one more factor which I'd like to suggest is contributing to our weakening ability to sit in discomfort, which is our hyper-focus, sometimes in exclusive focus, on outcomes. An outcome orientation instead of a process orientation has become the focus in so many areas of life. When I was teaching, my students knew to never ask me whether what we were learning was going to be on the test. And while I respected their need to be prepared for their exams, what I was trying desperately to impart to them was a break with their results-oriented learning. More specifically for them, learning for the test and for good grades. And this approach has so deeply impacted religious learning and religious growth as well. It pains me to see a whole generation who learns Judaic studies texts with a focus on texts and grades, again, results-oriented. 
And I know what the students say. I've heard it many times. If their Judaic studies teachers don't make the class hard, which means hard tests, then the kids won't take it seriously. But think about the price we're paying. And think about those kids as adults. Consider for a moment the incentives that our institutions provide for adults to attract them to further their learning and their growth. And I think there's what to talk about here as to whether this is one of the reasons why some of our children are attracted to a Jewish world outside the modern Orthodox world in which they were raised. But let's come back to how this is weakening our ability to sit in discomfort. Steve Magnus captures it perfectly. He points out that a focus on results provides us with little to no actionable information on how to improve in the future. It doesn't orient me to analyze how much effort I gave or whether I executed my goals. It doesn't have me look at what went well or what got in the way. Instead of sitting in the discomfort of self-analysis, my focus is figuring out the shortest distance between me and my target goal, which means that shortcuts are absolutely welcome. You know, we're just a, a few weeks before Pesach, and perhaps this is a good time for us to think about our religious commitments and what drives them. Is our commitment rooted in a desire to better this world and humanity? Or perhaps it's a results orient, orientation which drives us. Perhaps we've been encouraged by reassurances that we'll receive, a, we'll receive a good return on our commitments. And regardless of details, being incentivized for religious growth, for learning, for chesed, for tzedakah, for making sacrifices is a really tricky endeavor. Not simple at all, and it's something we need to think about. Now, reflecting personally, I think often about the complexity and the near enemies of religious leadership, of making a living from a life of service. And for me and anyone in a similar position, we have to be deeply honest with ourselves on a regular basis. And remember, the goal of this podcast is long-term happiness. And to get there, in the words of Brene Brown, we can choose comfort or we can choose courage, but we can't often have both at the same time. Think about that message in the context of personal introspection as well as in the context of being process-oriented, both of which, if done right, won't feel entirely comfortable but they will help us to become our best and happiest selves.